Move over, James Bond. Judy Fink, played by yours truly, makes his triumphant return in the Audible original series Hot White Heist 2. After successfully melting down the top-secret sperm bank under the Space Needle, Judy and the rest of the Clito Collective are thriving on their newly acquired private island, the queer utopia Lesbos 2. But with a true crime podcaster and a notoriously bloodthirsty right-wing gay billionaire hot on their trail, things are about to get... Sticky. You can listen to both seasons of Hot White Heist on Audible, and because I'm kind of a big deal over there, Lost Culturistas listeners can get a three-month trial of Audible Plus for free by going to audible.com slash dingdong. That's audible.com slash dingdong to listen to Hot White Heist 2 with a three-month free trial of Audible Plus. Hi, I'm Bowen from Lost Culturistas. And I'm Matt from Lost Culturistas. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out season two of Mind the Business small business success stories from my heart podcasts and intuit quickbooks join hosts austin hankwitz and janice torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too check out season two of mind the business small business success stories from iheart podcasts and intuit quickbooks you deserve to treat yourself so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow. Is that oh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. You're going to hear that twice this episode because... We have an amazing guest on. You already know who it is if you've pressed play. Mm-hmm. It's Gabrielle Union. She was very, very cool, too. Like, I actually haven't been nervous in a while, but this is like a genuine icon. Yeah, I just, you look at her, even in the Zoom box, and you go, this woman has... Power. Power and presence, which I guess maybe are the same thing, but yeah. I, you'll, you'll hear, like, we talk about how... Matt tells her that she's done such a good job of speaking truth to power in her career. And I looked at her and I was like, God, like that's the through line in this person's life and career is that she has always just been honest. She's been honest. And like, that's why people, that's a huge part of why people love her is that like, she is she even like counted off the things in her hand of, you know, being a mother to her queer child of being a black actor in Hollywood of being, you know, someone who's had fertility issues, someone who's had all of these different experiences and is able to always be honest about all of those things in huge, huge, huge platforms. So cool. I got I'm, I'm obsessed. Yeah. And a genuine talent too. And really excellent in this new movie, The Inspection, which Bo and I just watched. It's now in wide release, but it's a very different performance from her too. I mean, it's really... It's a tough one. It's a sad movie, but also it's yeah. it says something really interesting about parenting and the way that we expect to create strong people. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting one, and I really encourage everyone to go see it. But damn if we didn't also get into some 
culture that made her say culture was for her as well. And um, some good answers. Some great answers. Uh, she had a great I don't think so, honey. Yeah, it was really strong. It's a take. <laughs> it's a take, but you know what? Like, with any I don't think so, honey, if you have the conviction, then, then the audience has yeah. no choice but to, like, at least not along to be like, yeah, absolutely. She recorded with us before Thanksgiving. So that's just like a little yeah. asterisk before going in. A little ass to risk. Oh my God. Do you ever think about that? Ass to risk? Hmm. My ass is a no risk for anybody. Okay. My ass is a huge risk. Your ass is a huge risk. We partied last night, girl. I'm hungover. And the girls got messy last night. The girls got messy last night and no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> no regrets ever about getting messy. When you go see K-pop the musical, you two are going to be messy little whores out on the streets because you're going to be K-popping your ass <sighs> here or there to fro up, down, fast, slow. <laughs> oh my God, songwriter. Yeah, you could say. Please enjoy our episode with Gabrielle Union, the one, the only. And uh, what do you say, Bo? Should we throw it to ourselves? Let's throw it to ourselves. <laughs> see you soon. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. American icon on the pod today, Bo and Yang. I mean, this is a one for the books. This is one for the books. I feel like this book has every page. I mean, this is a big one. We're Not out that with we're the... assessing or comparing. No, no, no. We were out with the girls last night. We saw K-pop the musical, Everyone Must Go, Please. It really turned the girls out. Fantastic. It was unbelievably fun. And friend of the pod, Jason Kim, wrote it. Everyone, go see it. You're going to love it. But then on a, at a, like a post-drinks discussion, we mentioned that our guest was on the pod today, and this table of queer people absolutely lit up, and it be- sort of became mm-hmm. a roundtable about how iconic the guest is. The impact. <laughs> yes, and the impact. Yeah. <laughs> and we're very, very excited. Absolutely. And guess what? What? And guess what's going on? There's It's multiple projects, multiple plates being spun at the moment with our pal Jabuki Young-White in Strange World. But I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that, that is a discussion that we can table or we can bring in with our guests. Isn't that I have so a feeling, by the what? way, she just lit up. She might want to talk a little Jabuki Young-White. I thought you were going to say our friend Jake Gyllenhaal. Jibuki. And I was like, no, of course he means Jake. And Jake. We've never met Jake. Well... Uh, we've never met Jake, but Jake and I had, and the oh. Swifties are going to be mad at this, but oh, Jake and I had a nice little, <laughs> just a nice little moment when he came around as the last season. No, I know, I know. <laughs> well, the story, okay, so people, I did the promos with Jake, and the musical guest was Camila Cabello, who mm-hmm. is very much, I would say, is aligned with Taylor. We don't have to get into whole Taylor Swift. Let's not get into Swifty politics. We don't want to drag our guests into this. <laughs> no, no, no. She hasn't yet made and a political Jake, statement on the matter. <laughs> and can we say Jake is very much engaged in the Instagram sort of agora of it all. Like mm-hmm. he he will like keep track of what's happening in like our little corner of Hollywood of showbiz. Will he now? Like, first of all, I, I haven't checked in with him in a while, but it's not my place to like reach out and be like, hey, what's up? But he's like is with it. He's on the frequency. Does that make he's sense? Stream Fire Island, you think? I don't know. Maybe he might have. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Speaking, speaking of Fire Island, Joel Kim Booster saw our guest in a hallway, I believe passed in a hallway, at and said the guest did him the honor of looking at him and saying hello, and he screamed. And then we and texted us immediately. This, and texted us immediately. So to call this highly anticipated would be an understatement. Right now, there's big buzz, Bo. For the film The Inspection, which we just watched by Elegance Bratton. It is so fabulous. Our guest is so 
stunning in it. It's just like some a way that you've never seen Gabrielle Union before. I mean, truly, truly great work. And Jeremy Pope is fantastic in the lead role. So just good. big actor eyes wet with tears and emotion. We love to see it. We love to feel it. Not only that, but truly just a part of the culture. I am so hesitant to say how many times I've seen Bring It On because it would approach Stalker. But let's just say it was on constant loop in my home as a child. Thank you, my parents, for having stars because that movie be on stars every single day it was like they would rotate it out and so bringing on was a huge thing for me though this is very exciting should we just bring her the hell in let's bring her in everyone please welcome gabrielle, gabrielle Union! Union! this is too much thank you guys for having me oh my god please it's our distinct honor really literally isis like that was so I, we were talking last night about how that movie was decades ahead of its time mm-hmm. well cultural appropriation is the gift that keeps on giving so well we were saying that this was a movie about that concept without even saying the words cultural appropriation it's about how we live in a culture that steals from black women all the time without it being too preachy i mean like a movie like that at that time for that audience like really formative i think on a collective level for us to understand and key into that it's fantastic you know what's funny is like at the 20th anniversary of bring it on there was like a whole of best movie villains Mm. and i'm like flipping through and there there i was i don't know if i can cuss no there i was as a villain and i was like oh Oh, they oh, made I don't know about yes. that. Big mistake. That's a misinterpretation. Yes. For standing up for our cheers. Damn it. Uh, yes, she was a villain. <laughs> I guess the whole, I know you didn't think a white girl made that shit up, was just a bridge too far, I guess. And I was a villain. And that it was wild. Because I was like yeah. outraged. And then doing a bunch of press around the anniversary. The poll was not the only, they were not the only people thinking that my character was, like, mean. Did they watch it? This is insane. It tells you everything about how, when Black women speak, what you hear is totally up here. It has nothing to do with what we're actually saying. 100%. The filter is... It's this Rorschach test, and for better or for worse, people come away with their own interpretation on it. But the fact that, like, the Clovers win at the end is, like, the sort of uplifting thing and like the unexpected not the unexpected thing but the thing that like is just in the end it is the joy of the movie to watch the clovers win justifiably fairly right there and also you know another element of that is that you as isis and the squad did not take her hand out you know what i mean it was like no we don't need your help we don't want your help we're going we're going to beat you fair and square you've taken advantage of us too many times and now we're just going to prove it and honestly what that's just crazy to me that more than one time you encountered that beyond uh, yeah i mean i wish I, I wish it was just isis poor thing um yeah no people like i'll literally be sitting quietly waiting and they're like oh you're so intimidating and i'm like i have I haven't even said a word. I'm literally playing words with friends because that's who I am. And I'm intimidating because I'm being quiet. Like you talk, you're intimidating. You're quiet, you're intimidating. Whatever. This is what Matt was saying, not to pull this into my life, but Matt was saying last night even. I want to go in. (laughs) Okay, let's go in. I was kind of like bemoaning like the current state of dating for me. And I'm like, God, I'm in a weird place right now. And then Matt was like, well, it's because maybe because people might be 
anxious about approaching you or just like making the first move. And I go, I don't know that that's it. But if that's, let's just say that's true. Like, what do I do to change that? Of course, race is a factor in, in a different way. But like, it's things that like are immutably out of your control. And you're just like, well, I guess I'm SOL and I should just just live with it. But it, it's a strange little phenomenon, personally, I think. It's weird. It's an odd thing. And like, mm. we, it's like you don't have the language or you're not supposed to just call a thing a thing. No, it's, it's weird, right? Like, I, yeah. I, I can't change who I am. I'm like, I can't change my silence. It's not going to be less deafening, I guess to you but um but you can change you you know what mm. i mean because i'm a baby mm. and yeah like especially during my single days you know that was a refrain and it just yeah. made me more aggressive like i went after what i wanted mm-hmm. um perfect i flew through that bucket list let me just tell you uh <laughs> <laughs> okay those penises were flying off the list left and right and i bet <laughs> I live the dream you, but by taking matters into my own hands and not yes. letting people say I was whatever intimidating or it was hard to approach you. And I'm like, not oh, actually, because ding dongs do sure. it every day. They are yeah. not deterred by anything. Uh, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to stop waiting. So I said to Bo last night, Bo was getting into it last night with somebody and, I, and oh, we had a little aside. Oh. You know, when you take your girl to the side <laughs> yeah. and you sort of have a moment. Well, we, t- we took a turn about the room as my sister and I are, <laughs> I want to do. And I said, yes. you, better do, you better take this all the way because I see that you want to do it. And I'm telling you he's into it and take it all the way. And then I said, I want a full report. And I got the text today that we got a little sheepish. We got a little sheepish. I think that's my true self, though. I, I, I'm, mm. a, I'm a sheepish guy. But, but Gabrielle's <laughs> inspiring me because I think more bucket lists should have penises on them. Absolutely. All the bucket should have penises. And you got to be a closer. Well, I, yes. I don't even like hearing that you're not a closer. He's, like, see it up and knock it all the park. Like, let's, yeah. come on. Uh, that's what I said. Like, this is what around. I needed to hear. See, if you're not going to take it, my advice, take Gabrielle Union's, please. And now I know that will be what happens. You're going to be like, well, it's it, my good friend Gabrielle Union told me. I was like, I told you the night before. <laughs> if my good friend Gabrielle Union and my good friend Matt Rogers are telling me, I'm, I'm going to do You know who's, not to segue into too much of a left turn, but I feel like Jabuki, our mutual friend between the three of us. We love. Is someone who like. Closes. Closes down closes that yeah. guy what a star what a role model wait has press been fun with with you guys and jake i first of all i'm obsessed with him and i kept trying to change how many years i've been following him <laughs> because i think it's been like since he got on i'm like a psycho fan so when He's i so found good. out that he was playing my child i was like oh. <laughs> love it <laughs> and i yes. had this like mental list of all the questions i've wanted to ask and i had to finally say it i'm like when I like a tweet, it's really a retweet. But I just, I lack the bravery to just retweet. Um, and he was there. like, right. I felt that. I felt, I felt that. <laughs> um, but I'm obsessed with him. Like, I am obsessed with him. He says everything I'm thinking. I that. just, I, I love him in a way that's probably a little unhealthy for us both. <laughs> He's one of those people that like always says that you're right. It's like, w- that was what I was thinking, but I didn't, my brain didn't put it in that joke format or didn't distill it in that way. But that was the thing. That was it. Oh. When he released a song called BBC. Yep. So um, good. Yeah, right. Right <laughs> before our Disney movie, I thought, 
oh, this, <laughs> this is going to be a perfect press tour. And yeah. it has been. He has given me everything <laughs> that I have needed, in addition to the love of CDC. Yes, he's going to keep a Jabuki. We're on the same page there. <laughs> yeah. Bucket there list. We go. Title of that. An anthem for the bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> An anthem for the bucket list. An anthem list, for BBC. the bucket list. <laughs> When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. Bowen Yang, one of my favorite possessions that I own, I'm not kidding, is my Helix mattress. I have the Helix Midnight. I've had it now for like a little bit over four years, and I think about my bed all the time when I'm not in it. It's very hard to get up out of in the morning because the Helix Midnight mattress is perfect for me. Matt Rogers, I have to agree with my sister. I love my Helix Midnight mattress as well. And sometimes I have what the kids are saying Helix mattress rot days. Not just bed rot. Oh my it's gosh. Helix mattress rot. See me up in the bed like 50 lamb girls. Yes. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux collection, the newly released Helix Elite collection, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know? How will you know? Which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? We'll take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. I took the Helix Sleep Quiz and I was matched with a midnight mattress all those years ago because I wanted something that felt medium feel and because I sleep on my side and back. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. And it's your lucky day. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Las Culturistas and use the code HELIXPARTNER20 H-E-L-I-X-P-A-R-T-N-E-R-2-0 This is their best offer yet and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Making progress with your money starts today. With the right checking account, this year can feel easier. And I know that everyone gets really, you know, anxious about the whole tax thing. But look, the new year is a really great time to get your finances back in order. It's a fresh start. Your returns are coming soon. You're going to start recovering from the holiday spending, all that. Just stay with me here. Chime's online checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-free overdraft of up to $200 for eligible members. Like we mentioned before, you can get paid up to two days early. That means with a qualifying direct deposit, you can get access to your money sooner. You can overdraft up to $200 
$200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. So ditch the monthly fees. That's right, Chime has no monthly minimum balance or overdraft fees. Sign up for Chime today. Joining takes just minutes. Get started at Chime.com forward slash Culturistas. That's Chime.com forward slash Culturistas. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Out of network ATM withdrawal and over the counter advance fees may apply. Call 1 844 244 6363 for details. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. We just watched the inspection and it's so great and you are so great in it. But this movie's it's tough and it doesn't, let's just say like not to give anything away, but it doesn't end neatly. It doesn't end how I think the audience is maybe going to feel or want it to end. You play a mother who rejects their child and we see him join the Marines. Yes, for self-betterment and also some structure and to just, you know, change his life in a positive way but also deeply we we can sort of understand that he is doing it to really earn the love of his mother and that's something he craves because he doesn't have it and the ending um is not neat and it's not necessarily reflective of like a beautiful world you know and i just wanted to ask like what did you draw on to place to play the root of this homophobia because it is so deep and it is so dark. And I know it's the opposite of who you are as a person. You are an amazing ally and amazing activist. And thank you for everything that you do. You truly are just one of those voices that rings right through. And so I just wanted to ask what you draw on because it's very real. We feel this woman's real pain, but real decision to live in this homophobia. So mm-hmm. all my compliments to your performance. And, and where did this, where'd you get this? That was the that was the challenge, right? Yeah. Because when Elegance was like, I want you to executive produce, I'm like, that this script is a winner. I can I understand how I can be additive. And then it was like, also want you to play my mother. And I was like, the fuck? Um, mm. what have I ever done to make anyone think I could pull this off? Mm. And he said, Gab, it has to be you. And he just kept going with he had so much confidence that I could do this and be mm. good at this. And he's like, you're an actor. You can do anything. We've known you could do, you know, anything this whole time. And I immediately knew what he meant by that in terms of the black community has known that I've had range that I could, I could do, you know, literally anything, but perhaps, you know, the other parts of Hollywood had not caught up yet, mm-hmm. but he just had so much confidence in, in me. I was like, I'm going to go for it. And trying to find a way in to a woman whose ass I would kick if given Mm -hmm. the opportunity was a challenge because I'm like, what do we have? I don't even know what a starting off point is. And the more he started talking about who she was when she was a girl, uh, her being a top student, a top athlete, and then, you know, getting pregnant as a teen. And I was like, okay, let me, let me go back to what she wanted when she was before she became a mother, Mm. which was to be considered good was to, mm-hmm. to, to follow the path of good girls and, and the way you get out of poverty for young, dark-skinned black children, mm-hmm. especially girls. Like it's, 
you, you're either a great student, you're a great student and athlete, you're just a great athlete, whatever you can do to be considered good, to get these opportunities, to get out of here and change your life. Well, she gets pregnant. She still wanted to be thought of as good. And mm. as her son got older, it became abundantly clear that he was queer. Mm-hmm. But she had clung on to organized religion to still be considered good. Right. Oh, yeah. And I realized that while I've never bartered with my children, I've never thought of my children as disposable, I have bartered with my soul in this town and in life to get this much closer to the power structures. Yeah. Get this much closer. Like I, I leaned so heavily into assimilation, I didn't recognize myself. Mm. When you are willing to put everything on the table to stay to stay good by someone's standards who would not spit in your direction if you caught on fire, mm. and you're willing to constantly shape shift for these kinds of people who are constantly rooting against you. You don't realize it at the time. It's called the American dream. As long as you stay in this box, you do as I say, you're one of the good ones. You're a good Negro. You know, you have access to the land of milk and honey and you're considered good and worthy and deserving. Well, we had that in common. So I bartered with different things, relationships, pieces of my soul that I will work a lifetime to, to heal and recover from. Um, but we had that in common that desire to be good, to be Mm. thought of as good and deserving and worthy. And she thought, you know, due to organized religion that said being gay or queer was bad, she looked to save herself. And I can't say I've made different decisions when it came down to doing the right thing or doing the wrong thing and thinking about self-preservation instead of doing the thing that helps your fellow man or um, being the right kind of ally, a real ally. Mm. Um, you're willing to sell anybody out, your child, yourself, loved ones. Everybody's on the table when you are on that assimilation train. Everything can go. Yeah. And yeah. that, unfortunately, getting to that dark-ass route, I'm pretty sure my therapist bought a second home just from <laughs> yeah. the inspection. Like, I needed extra sessions like a mug. I've heard you talk about worthiness as this concept when you've tried to approach Inez. And I feel like that's exactly it. That's sort of the unifying thing in this whole film is that she is clinging on to any self-worth or, or feeling of worthiness that she can at the expense of someone else's. Meanwhile, Jeremy's character is someone who is concerned about protecting the man to his left and the man to his right. And I think, and that's the sort of healing mechanism through which he can sort of still have this radical compassion for his mother at the end um, without giving too much away. But um, I think maybe that's what, that was the thing that jumped out to me about Elegance's writing and his, and, and this film is that I was like, Oh, this is the way out. This is someone can be caught in this spiral of feeling completely worthless in a world that has made them worthless but if they're enacting that sort of destruction on someone else, on people that they should be protecting, I feel like that's um, that's the tragedy of Inez as a character. And I feel like what Matt was saying, compliments to you for portraying that so humanly. Yeah, it, it sucks. You know, it sucks. But uh, 
so many parents, they really firmly believe that their intention is filled with love right? in trying to change their child, deny their identity. But to deny someone's identity is to deny their humanity. So your love shouldn't be inhumane. Mm. And like, if your love harms your child, causes trauma, abuse, there's literally 8 billion people in the world now. There's 8 billion ways of loving. Choose one that doesn't lead to harm. Right. You know, that doesn't lead to trauma. And there's another way. So my hope in this role, initially it was like, there's one parent in particular I'd like to change. Um, But if other parents see themselves in Inez, because as parents, like as reasonable parents, you try to lead with love. Like everything you're trying to do for your kids, your intention feels, it feels so pure to you. It feels so loving to you. You feel like I'm protecting my child. Um, But I'm here to tell you there's another way. There's absolutely another Mm. way of loving, accepting and respecting and being compassionate to your own child and taking disposing of them off the table from jump and not torturing them also if they stay home it's it's okay to love them it really is the water's warm Mm -hmm. i promise you you'll be okay anyone that you would lose for loving your child openly and without apology and standing 10 toes down for your child anyone you might lose you are better off without and that part i think a lot of parents get fearful of what they will lose and it's like they're losing dead weight yeah it's also it's interesting that he goes to the marines and obviously this is based on elegance's real story and that it's there we also see sort of like an abuse as betterment scenario Mm -hmm. which and that's what makes it so hard to watch too because i think like you know there is this idea that we're going to like break someone into the best version of what they can be because nothing is going to phase them. But then I think when you become an adult, you realize that it's vulnerability. It's, it is that ability to break that makes you a full human. And so this like creation of monsters, which they literally say in the film, it literally just creates a world of monsters. And you have to wonder like, what is the process of then unlearning that? Can it be? I guess if it's really successful, which it must be because the, the, the Marines are, you know, they, they're good at what they do, it scares you. You know what I mean? And you wonder if it's, it, it's just a very layered story. And I think everyone can see themselves in it. Maybe their parents weren't the exact version of that, but there is this idea that like, I'm going to be hard on my child and that's going to in some way better the child. But I have seen and known parents that do see a change in in the older years. Like I've seen a change in my parents now that I've become an adult, much softer, much more sensitive, almost a little rueful and regretful because there's that thing of the constant turning back of, did I have to go that hard? You know what I mean? And it does create work ethic. It creates character, but there might be a little bit of a cost, you know? And and so I think that we see that in just the way parenting changes. I mean, you're raising children now in the year 2022, and it seems like probably very different from the way that you were raised and we were raised and in just a completely different worldview. I mean, absolutely. My dad, I don't know if you guys ever heard of this movie called the great Santini and it was like very hardcore 
this very a very hardcore man and that was my dad's favorite movie he also mm. loved to watch war movies but he had three daughters and he wanted to make us he always said you got to be bigger better better just to be considered even mm-hmm. and kind of like i'm gonna prepare you for what's happening out there yeah mm-hmm. because if you can't take it from me you're you're gonna crumble out there and turns out nothing has come close to what he prepared me for. Um, mm. Like I basically <laughs> left my house ready for war and, you know, it didn't come in the way that I thought it was going to come. Now, had he prepared me for toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. um, then maybe I would have made some different decisions. But uh, yeah, like a, a lot of times we really think we're preparing our children, we're protecting our children. And all you're doing is breaking your children. And some like you know you and i like i became crazy efficient psycho like my work ethic Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. beyond but i will literally work myself into an early grade because i don't recognize where working hard begins and abusing myself starts and stops you know doing too much i have no concept of like until i'm literally like i don't feel well yeah Um, yeah yeah Yeah. you, you know what i mean but a lot of kids you know, I've met 90 year olds who are still wanting the love and validation from their parents. Yeah. And what you what you do is you're breaking them in a way that it's like Humpty Dumpty. Like you might be able to get some pieces like enough where they can cobble through a life, but there's a brokenness that nothing can fix that because the love of your parents are the first people that you love. They're the people who are supposed to love you more than anybody else. And if there are fissures and major breaks and trauma in that, there's only so much therapy. Mm. And a lot of kids don't survive that. A lot of kids. Mm-hmm. And by kids, I mean young children. I mean, we've, we're seeing younger and younger kids, you know, committing suicide. But, you know, to that 90-year-old who's still looking for something for their parents who've been dead for, you know, a long time. But a lot of our kids don't make it. In a, you know, they don't make it physically because they take their lives or there's a brokenness that can just, that can just never be filled. And it's, it doesn't have to be this way. It just doesn't, you know what I mean? It does not have to be this way. And I just, I hope, you know, like my biggest reward or award that I could get from this movie is Again, that one parent I'm trying to reach, but if, mm-hmm. you know, the other parents I've, I've already even heard from, you know, who saw it this weekend, we were like, I screwed the pooch. Holy crap. I never thought of myself as a villain in my own child's life. And wow. Okay. I'm going to do different. Yeah. And even like quote unquote good parents, you know, um, I'd like to think of myself as a, as a, as a solid parent, you know, um, a good ally. But even we make mistakes and Zaya's had to check us for filth often, mm-hmm. you know, um, and trying to throw away some of the things that our parents gave us that rotted and spoiled in the 70s and 80s. But I'm like, no, let's bring it out. Yeah. <laughs> new millennium parenting. And it's like, that yeah. stinks. That's a way that should have been left a long time ago. And I thought that's why you were in therapy, lady. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. Let me work on that and maybe yeah. not pass on the same crap to my kids. But luckily we have a very outspoken child who, you know, is up to date and yeah. is, is refusing to shapeshift for adult comfort. She's refusing to compromise mm. on being her whole full ass self. 
yeah for anyone's comfort and i'm like is there a ted talk you can give yeah there's a, a lot of people who can benefit by like getting these pep talks that we get from her and and i, I know she's speaking to herself as much as she's speaking to everybody else but like man and a child shall lead them so yes you know it's a lot of pressure that's it's very public too you know because everyone knows your story and like the the story that you are telling and living and so when she came to us and was like because you know between the two of us we're constantly doing press and people mm. refer to our children constantly by the names that they think they are look up and yeah. zaya was like i need people to know that this is my name and these mm-hmm. are my pronouns and we're like well i mean people know like the people that count your school and your friends and family. And, and she was right. like, no, cause everybody, I hear it. I read it. Like people reference us all the time and I want them to use my name mm. and my pronouns. And me and D were like, <laughs> okay, do you know how this works and how you get that kind of message to everybody at one time? And she was like, yeah, you'll do one of your press. Things <laughs> and, <say> it. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, but then everyone knows. And are you okay with this? Right. And she said, I want my name. It was very, uh, first of all, wow. the, the first thing I thought of was Tina Turner when she was like, I just want my name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Give me my name. But when that's yeah. a major part of your, I mean, your name is the first thing you offer as a part of your identity. And mm-hmm. she wanted known, you know, this is my name and these are my pronouns. And I'm going to give you a hot second to switch over your brain. She gave us exactly one school year. And mm. I mean, I, I have to say, I think D D was off book, if you will, off book, like off book. no mistakes, like yeah. no no mistakes. But she she gave us a bit of grace, and yeah. but everyone's fallen in. Well, most people have fallen in, mm. and they realize this is who this child is, and she's amazing and smart and dynamic and gonna change the world and. We should all get behind her because she's she's doing it whether we are standing in her way or not, you know? Amazing. So why don't we get behind her? Totally. And what's incredible is that she, in sort of the inverted way of the way that maybe you were parented, is that she is picking up on a lot of information in her outside world and going, oh, I'm preparing myself for my own mm. battle, you know? like, And she's informing, she's sort of like upcycling it too to her parents where she goes this is what you need to know here's how you can support me let's do it like what a lovely sort of directionality that goes in where it goes up and down and outward well i mean she said to us the other day that she had joined basically i I know i'm sure there's a name for it but basically the black student union at her school and i was like oh that's dope and she was like and i joined the latino student group and i was like okay was is there a is there a reason? Yeah, um, keep me in. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh, look, you know, her two best friends are biracial and half Latina, and she's like, it's not my place to go to the meetings and speak. It's my it's my place to go to the meetings and, and learn, and so I I can know how to better support my friends. And I'm like, what? That's incredible. Oh my gosh. Okay, fifteen sophomore, and yeah, and we were like, yeah, mm. of course, of course, you would be in La Raza because you are a good ally and yeah. also know to not center yourself. Well, my job here is done. Well, um, amazing.
Matt, I am well into 2024, as are you. Oh, yeah. And I am just so in my geesh of leaving behind these bad mindsets that I was in last year, these bad habits. I was thinking I was being healthy by using oil-based CBD, but I think I've gotten it wrong. Mm, The new year is the perfect time to move on from things that just aren't working in your life. With Next Evo Natural CBD products, oil-based CBD can be one of them. Oil-based CBD doesn't mix well with our water-based bodies, so you absorb as low as 6% of the CBD on the label. Next Evo Naturals developed a clinically tested water-soluble form of CBD, and their gummies and capsules are proven to work faster and absorb four times better than oil-based products. I love the Extra Strength Daily Wellness CBD gummy. Or, you know, if you're into trying the populism of it all, there's an all-time bestseller. They're stress and sleep CBD complex products. Next Evo is the only brand that has conducted human clinical studies to test the value of their products. Leave oil behind and start the year with more effective and fast-acting CBD from Next Evo Naturals. Get 25% off by using code CULTUREESTAS at nextevo.com. That's 25% off at nextevo.com with promo code CULTUREESTAS. Hey, Las Culturistas listeners. I'm here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Now it's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz fan, the zen seeker, the artist, or the pasta lover. That's me. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there's something for everyone on Etsy. Everyone, okay? Your niche interests, there's a podcast for it, and there's a little Etsy moment for it. Like, truly, I have been at such a loss when it comes to finding what to get for someone very specific in my life. And then I've gone on to Etsy and there's so many little specific things you can do. Like, I get coasters with different pop icons on them and I give them to my friends. And then guess what? Now they have a little drink landing for someone that they stand. Thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Ooh, Matt, I just got my Cozy Earth PJs in the mail and I am having a really hard time getting out of them. Oh my God, they feel absolutely delicious on the bod. Cozy Earth, more like Cozy Boys. Cozy Earth's best-selling bamboo sheet set is temperature regulating and incredibly soft. Thank you for reminding me about the bamboo sheet set because I've just been over here in the PJs. I have food all over them because I've been doing everything in my day in them. They provide luxury bedding essentials that provide peace of mind and endless comfort, as my sister could tell you. We need to get him up out of the bed! It's time to make every night a five-star experience with Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced, temperature-regulating bamboo viscose bedding. And you can make your nights extra cozy with Cozy Earth pajamas. Be like Bo! Cozy Earth's newest star is the Cuddle Blanket. It's perfect for sharing and softer than anything you've ever felt. Cozy Earth products are crafted from responsibly sourced viscose from bamboo, ensuring you rest easy in more ways than one. They stand by the durability of its products with a remarkable 10-year warranty, promising a decade of restful sleep. Wow. Cozy Earth has provided an exclusive offer for our listeners today, up to 40% off site-wide when you use the code CULTUREISTAS. Again, that's code CULTUREISTAS for up to 40% off site-wide. What I've always really admired about you is you really do speak truth to power. And I, I, I think one of my favorite things I've seen anyone do was the speech that you gave. It was when you got the Fierce and Fearless Award and you, you owned up to 
something that I think we in the queer community can really identify with as well. And I was really excited to talk to you about this because when you said that when someone like another black actress would get a role that you wanted, you'd be talking shit. And like, you'd be that person that was like not rooting for people. And that of course comes from a system that doesn't, or it feels like, because it really hasn't and it's getting incrementally better as we see more representation, but it comes from like, they're really not feeling like there's enough, like, and, and the pitting against each other. And I think that as gay actors, we experience this as well. I can't say that I've been oh, psyched yeah. every single time I have seen a part I wanted to go to X, Y, or Z. And maybe I have said some stuff. But to watch you get up on that stage in front of your peers and say that, I think was really powerful because it was a moment where you called everybody in by calling yourself out. And I just think that that was such a moment. And I wonder, like, what went into the decision for you to be that honest? Because it's really hard to be honest in this town in Hollywood because people will look at you like, oh, well, you know, she'll say like the truth and God forbid that. Like, so we maybe we wouldn't want to like and bring her in or involve her in something. But it seemed like it was more important to you to call that out and move forward but what went into the decision to be honest that night and also so honest about everything? Like I, I was working on this speech with my life coach at the time and yeah. uh, as one does. Yeah. And um, <laughs> she was like, what is your goal? Mm. And I was like, oh, give a good speech. And she was like, should the truth be present in this speech or you want to string together a bunch of cliches like every other actress is going to do? Mm. And she's like, you have an opportunity in this room to talk about all the things that we've been working on that you say you're on the other side of. Mm. Let's talk about it. And I was like, okay. Um, (laughs) Challenge accepted. And when I got up there, my hands are shaking. I'm I'm looking out. I see Oprah um, and Gail. And like all of my, like my best friends, but also, you know, a room of my peers and people I have actively rooted against and people I know who have actively rooted against me. Mm-hmm. And we, we all just accepted it as Hollywood. That's just Hollywood. But I was like, kind of like parenting, but what if there's another way? Mm-hmm. What if we can move through this industry with radical transparency and honesty and that's the worst that can happen. You know what I mean? Like I'm already not getting jobs. Like, what's gonna, what's the worst that can happen? Um, but something amazing happened is my world opened up. I, mm. A, I felt free as hell. Wow. For the first time I felt free in a room like that. I had no secrets. I had no ulterior motive. There were no agendas. I just wanted to tell the truth. And then each person who got up after me was like, okay, well, here was my speech. And after that, like, I'm just going to get up here and tell the truth. And that's all I want. I want us all to be free, but we can't be free living a lie. We can't be free not calling a thing a thing. You know what I mean? And it changed my life. And I I got way more after that speech because there's a fear of like, oh my God, I'm going to be honest and everyone's going to hate me and I'm never going to be seen from again. And it was the opposite. Mm. Every time I opt for just the truth, just my reality, I, I've gotten more. And, and, and by more, I mean, more people are like, thank you for saying that. I thought I was alone on an island. I thought I was the only one. So whether it's fertility, whether it's racism, whether it's colorism, whether it's raising a queer child, whether it's 
equity, the farce of equity in, in Hollywood or in any major industry, it doesn't serve anyone to, to spout lies. Mm. Like change doesn't happen from upholding the company line. It never will. Mm. So right. you can do the bidding of those same people who won't spit in your direction when you're on fire, mm-hmm. or you can free yourself and others by telling the truth and banding together. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Well, mm. we here on Lost College are big fans of burning it down. So <laughs> burn it all down. <laughs> burn it all down and light a cliff from the embers. Yes. yes. Oh, poetry. So we <laughs> um we have a question that we ask every single one of our guests. And this uh, is one we are asking you right now, which is what was the culture that made you say culture was for you, Gabrielle Union? This is the piece of pop culture that you were exposed to in your life at some point. It would be like a movie, a musical artist, something, a TV show, something in your surroundings that you can look back on now and you think that made me who I was or at least start to become who I was. It's a big question. But it's actually quite simple. A few answers, but... Um, it can be multiple answers as well. Well, okay, so I would say just take it off Greece. Wow. Yes. Um, Great. I'm I'm a Greece one and two super fan. Oh, here we go, too. Um, <laughs> but also, like, it, it changed the way I look at, quote-unquote, bad girls. Right. Mm. Like, my alias forever was Chacha, well, we called her Chacha Dookie Oreo because that's what it sounded like to us. <laughs> yeah. Her character name was Chacha Di Gregorio. But the, I was like, wait, that girl seemed to have a lot more fun. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Stalker Channing's character of Rizzo had a pregnancy scare. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perhaps, you know, have safer sex than Rizzo. But she sounds <laughs> like she's, she's having the most fun of it, of everybody. Yeah. So, I kind of lean more into like, I don't know, living on the edge uh, once I got a car. Um, (laughs) But also playing a teen well into my 30s, um, which (laughs) kind of took me in there. Oh, that's funny. Like watching DeBarge. Yeah, oh, DeBarge, um, wow. Like (laughs) every summer I would go back to Omaha and that's where I got to watch BET. Mm -hmm. And I would just watch BET because that was the only time I got to see black people. And I saw DeBarge and Bunny DeBarge and she was like riding in a, in a convertible singing with her brothers. And I wanted to be Bunny DeBarge and I wanted to be like that, that bitch. Uh Um, So Bunny DeBarge and then any like, everything janet jackson yeah like i wanted to be janet jackson my super hot dentist um <laughs> we all have one really he was unusually good looking uh used to say i look i reminded him of janet jackson oh wow and i believed him <laughs> um because his wife was the dental hygienist and she would always make me bleed i'm like it's because i look like <laughs> um, he's trying to ruin my smile she knows i have movie star smile <laughs> And I got those braces off and it's been, I've been cooking with fish grease ever Blast. since. Uh, but yeah, but like Janet made me feel like I could do yeah. anything. Mm. Like if I got like a smidgen of Janetness, which I was unstoppable. Yeah. And I, to this day, anything big in my life, I'm playing Janet, like walking right before I walk in. She's I, your avatar? I need to feel like that bitch. Uh, at, of all things. But now yeah. she's a friend. So it's a little weird. Oh, that rocks. 
but you can still gauge like an admirable distance, a distance of admiration. Like, wait, what are the songs that are playing before you walk into a high stakes situation? Yeah, what's in your head? Uh, it's the one with her and Beanie Man. Um, oh my God, I just smoked it, you guys. Damn it. <laughs> Normally it's like all for you, but it's like, yeah, it's we this love one. all for um, you. It's the one where she's on the beach with Beanie Man. Da 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 da. The eyes for you. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I wouldn't do. Now I oh, that, beach, now I gotta... that music video is absolutely iconic. That was she's so hot in her. No bikini. one's worn a bra right since. <laughs> she's everything to this day. Like she is everything. Like we'll be at dinner and I'm just like, come on, it's Janet. <laughs> she ordered the eggplant. Yeah. <laughs> like I so just... I'd like I'd like what she's having in a very real way. I'm all of a sudden I'm an eggplant queen. <laughs> yes, and she she is the friend that that reminds you to set your clocks forward or backward. Oh wow, which I love that about her. <laughs> Honestly, like singing in cars, a theme here. This is so funny that you say Grace, because I was just last night for some reason, you know, when your instinct just takes you in a weird place, it wanted me to play. There are worse things I could do in this hotel room. So I did you as well. <laughs> the way you just lurched out of your chair. And there, I will never turn down an opportunity to sing. There are worse things I could do. It is the song. And you know, they almost cut it. Like Stockard talks about in interviews they, that she begged them. She was like, please, you have to keep it in. It is the window to her soul. If you don't, Absolutely. if you cut that song, like the character doesn't make sense. And honestly, me as like a little kid watching it, because it too was one of my favorite movies. I think I know every single line of dialogue. Like, we'll see. I'll, I'll test myself later. But <laughs> when she sings that song, like even as a little queer kid, like I'm watching it and I'm like, the inner life being exposed, like the nuances in the performance. Like that's one of those that's like, if you go back in time, like give that an Oscar nomination, like Stocker Channing, unforgettable in that number and throughout, like truly. I mean, the way she clutched those books to her yes, as she was like trying to round the corner away from the Patty Simcox and her evil business. Yes. And like, then she like, she tries to hide and, with her books. I'm with like, bitch, books. like you went to class. But like, I, I literally will do the whole thing, like acting out with the books and a pencil skirt mm -hmm. and like hiding behind doors. Iconic like, Halloween You're doing costume, it again. just like this all night. <laughs> the books are such a part of it. Cause even like when they did they it are. live, like Vanessa Hudgens, like had the books to the damn sternum. Like she was She's protecting herself. Of course. To this day, I love Vanessa and I'll be like, please do it. Please. Yes. Please just she do did it. great. Please she was so good. And she's like, there are worse things. Yeah, so we're watching Janet order the eggplant. We're making Vanessa sing there are worse things I can do. As one does. Yeah, oh my God, no. DeBarge, Grease, and Janet. That's a great tableau. Yeah. Makes Gabrielle Union. We love it. Honestly, like, you know what I love is like RuPaul on RuPaul's Drag Race obsessed with DeBarge. Like he keeps bringing I know. DeBarge Always and all the, about DeBarge. all the kids now that are on it that are like they're truly, everything. yeah, they're, but everyone, every queen on that show they hire now is younger than 30. So they're always looking oh, at Ru like, huh? huh? Like they don't know. And like, <laughs> you can even the queen he said looked like Elda Barge, <laughs> like uh, Crystal looks like Elda Barge. And this queen said afterwards, I didn't know what the fuck Ru was talking about the entire time. I was just uh, smiling and nodding at DeBarge. That's how... <laughs> You got to go back to the 80s, like the 80s yeah. DeBarge, you know, that, that's like a hate, more of a hate day. Yeah, sure. right. <laughs> but I'll go see Elle. I saw Elle right before the pandemic. It was Elle DeBarge, uh, Casey and JoJo, 
Uh, Ooh, wow. And Sweat. I feel like there's one other artist, but like those three, for those four, I should say. And got my whole life, as did everyone in the audience. Like I screamed for like throughout the whole thing, all like three hours as I went to liquor. This is in Miami. Here we go. Yeah, at University of Miami. (laughs) Yeah, it was like the old school soul concert or whatever. Yeah. It was amazing because you forget like how many hits that L had solo, how many hits he had with DeBarge. Like, Keith Sweat has bangers to this day. And Casey Mm. and JoJo, I mean, what else is that? Iconic. I mean, crazy. I'll be tossing my head back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing for a revisit myself. Wow. Oh, no, they were good. And you know, they're Fantasia's cousins. No way. Yes. And then, wait, then I saw something on Wikipedia earlier, which I have to ask you about. Are you Saweetie's cousin? Yes. What? I feel like people don't know that. Because it's like, I feel like it took a turn, like, like to negative for her. Like people thought she was like a Nepo baby, but I'm like, Uh -uh. honestly, she's like a whole different generation. Like her dad and I are first cousins. Her grandmother ah. is my aunt, um, and me and her dad are born a day apart, and so we were kind of like raised like Close. siblings. Yeah. Um, so when Didi was, when he had, we call her, our family calls her Didi. Um, you know, like the last I was like sort of keeping up with her, she was like a toddler, and then right. all this time, like I move away from home, like I go to Hollywood, <laughs> and so I randomly, casually asked, like, "Oh yeah, what's what's Didi up to?" I'm, I knew she was like at SC. I thought she was like working at IBM. I had no idea. And they were like, she's doing these like car wraps. And I was like, okay, car wraps. And I'm like, just send me a link. So I get the link to, it was like the biggest thing that she had done at that point. And it had millions and millions and millions of views. Oh, and I was like, yeah. wait a second. And then like Icy Girl came like right after, like maybe a, a month or two later. And we were in Miami and she was like, I'm in town, you know, let's go, let's link up. And I was like, yes. And I, at this point, I don't even understand, like, she's got a deal. She's got a whole team. Like, I'm so after the fact. I'm like, so you're not at IBM. Um, <laughs> and you're doing okay for yourself. So I just want to make it very clear. I did not help her career in any way, shape, or form. Being my relative in no way aided or abetted her rise. No, you were thinking <laughs> um, IBM. But she's she's amazing in her own right and she was a super amazing student like that was really? her thing like she was very very smart and obviously very beautiful and then she started doing car reps and now the rest is history the rest is i mean the rest is history in a, in a different industry too by the way like that's it's not quite how nepotism usually works sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's that but well, had often. i known i would have been like the mama june in her career like <laughs> yeah. i would have tried to manage her um, but I did, it was kind of after the fact. So, um, I did, I did definitely reach out to her, like my friends at her label that, you know, perhaps run the label. And I'm like, is she a priority? Because she's trying to buy things. And they're like, wait, what? That's uh-huh. your cousin. And I'm like, yeah, like, it, could she afford like a condo? And they're like, yes, girl, she's <laughs> a priority. She is, she's everything. And they could not believe that she'd never mentioned it. Ever. I, love I think that. I spilled the beans first and now it's I hope it's not a, a major negative or a knock on her being related to me. Because I'm just we're just proud of her. Like I'm very proud Yeah. Of, her. of course. Well yeah, and then when you know that what especially you being in the industry and understanding what, what the entertainment industry is, seeing the darkness and like uh, everything that comes with it, like of course you as her family is gonna step in and be like, 
I want to make sure she's being treated right because, I mean, the music industry is a whole other thing. It's a whole other animal. And, you know, I only know what I know. So I'm like, I will, I'm always here as a resource. Um, but mm-hmm. like, what am I, I'm, and I'm 50. Like, I'm like, let me, I, I worked out some choreography. Am I, you can have it if you want. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She, I mean, her her verse on Little Mix has a song called Confetti. Oh, it's and Sweetie got on Confetti, and I swear to God, that song went from like an eight to a fifteen for me. And then I, I, I literally, we, I was doing a bit on this podcast, stream Confetti, stream Confetti, like best verse I've heard on a pop song in like the last like four or five years. I mean, it's iconic, right, Bo? It's iconic, iconic, sweetie. It's so good. Also, when she rolled through, not to drop SNL again, but when she rolled through SNL, it was like such a cool moment. It was her and Simu Liu. Yeah. So it was like two like Asians like on the on the, the bill basically, and it was like, oh, this is this is fun. And God, she was so she did tap in into um, but she she just had so many good looks, and it was oh, so 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 good. She's, Wait, listen, she's good. Like, yeah, she's a star. Yeah, you know, and we're just proud. Like, we're just like, go ahead, girl. Like, yeah. And I'm like, do you need it? Nope. Okay. Yep. <laughs> she just, yeah, yeah, she's absolutely. got it covered. I always put like the help out there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, nope. Okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. I'll just be cheering back here. Acknowledge me. <laughs> yeah. Don't. It's fine. I'm still going to let. Here we go. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So, wait, because before we move on to I don't think so, honey, in like 10 ish minutes, I have to ask you, like, because you really like, even just a cursory look at like what you've done, you truly appeared in all of my favorite movies. Like when I was in the late nineties, like I'm telling you love and basketball Uh again, stars, the way that stars was giving, bring it on (laughs) and love and basketball. And she's all that in rotation. So it was just, and 10 things I hate about you. So it was Gabrielle, Gabrielle, Gabrielle. And so I've been just such a fan for so long, but specifically about love and basketball. I wanted to ask you about like, favorite memories from that because that is uh, such a classic that is one of the great romance films and now like Gina Prince Bythewood popping off with the woman king like finally like people really understanding because again like someone can be around for so long but it's like how many times do you have to hear this name for her to be like a list director like she is truly one of the greats and I just wanted to ask about Anything you remember from Love and Basketball, like maybe working with Alfre, the Queen, truly like, what did you got from Love and Basketball? Well, luckily from Love and Basketball, I got one of my best friends in Sanaa Lathan. Though Sana, we yeah. were not, mm. she was not friendly at the time. Um, <laughs> she was not friendly. <laughs> she was not friendly at the time. Uh, I was just, you know, I was sort of newish, you know, to the yeah. to the business, and I, I hadn't done a ton of movies, and I had originally auditioned for Sanaa's role. And sure. um, Gina was like, I don't think you're right for this, but I, there's another role that I think you're, you'll be perfect for. Uh, the sides are in the lobby, you know, take all the time you need. And I get to the lobby and I'm like, because mm. I'm in my basketball mm-hmm. shorts. I'm giving you, like, yeah. I was a real, I was a, an actual athlete. Yeah, you were an athlete. Yeah. So I'm giving you my whole operation. And so I get back to the lobby and I'm like, oh, she's a hoe. <laughs> yeah, she's the, ho- she's the hoe on the side. Yeah, I'm like, couldn't see me as an athlete that I really am, but you could see me as a hoe. Okay, okay. So, needless to say, I got the role. Um, <laughs> my honus just came out. Uh, yeah. but it's funny, because later on today, Gina and I are interviewing each other for a, a whole different Amazing. thing. Amazing. And I'm an actor, finally, after yeah, all these years. It's been 20 years. Why did you think I was a hoe? <laughs> was it the shorts? Seeing me. Yeah. 
what ho vibes was I giving off? No, um, but yeah, like we we had uh, like me and Boris Kojo were both kind of new, and mm. they had us in 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 Hollywood. Like where you rank kind of goes by your trailer. So we had a we were sharing with I don't remember who the third person was a honey wagon. Oh, and, it was honey wagon. Which is like a tiny, yeah. yeah, a tiny little sliver. A little closet. And the air conditioning wasn't working. We're working in oh. the summer. And so we would just, whoever was in the middle wasn't there that day. So we opened up all the little, you know, accordion walls. And so we had a bigger room and we left the doors open. We'd literally sit on our steps. And, and that's how we became close friends. Um, so I made really great friends on this movie. Omar and I are great yeah. friends. Um but a lot of that happened later because Sana and Omar were an actual real couple. Yes, um, yes, which so I feel like people don't time, know. Uh, yeah, they, they were an actual real couple. Um, so <laughs> he, Omar didn't like, you know, or didn't really mess with Boris and Sana was really not messing with me. So because of like, okay. the roles we were sort of playing. And then cut to later, I'm in Miami filming Bad Boys for six months and she's in Miami staying at the same hotel filming at a time. And she sees me in the lobby and I see her and I'm like, fuck this bitch. And yeah, huh. so I'm giving her dust. And she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I've changed. Nope. <laughs> she me dust that whole time. But yeah, we bonded and, you know, she apologized and gave me her spiel of her process. And uh, yeah, we've been besties ever since. I love wow. it. Oh man, I ju- I just rewatched it again because I covered it. I have this other podcast for HBO Max, and I it's on their list. You can stream it on HBO Max, people. But we went into it like it holds up so well, and it gives you all those good nostalgic feelings. And that's oh, one yeah. like I mean, talk about iconic moments like f- that song "Fool of Me" at the end when they when they play each other. I mean, that is for all time. That that is for all time. That movie, incredible, because it also has that D'Angelo song that that one that's mm-hmm. so good bro yeah, I mean, you gotta do a rewatch mother was in it like regina hall yeah. was in it alfred was yes in regina it. hall uh, harry lennox was in it like there were yes. so many people that were that were in it tyra was in it tyra, tyra. tyra was in it that's right and everyone and stuck around too you know what i mean like all everyone's still working and doing great we're still chugging away still mm-hmm. chugging away Okay, who's planning a trip to Provincetown this year? Me, me, me. And if you've been before or it's your first time, you deserve to enjoy life on the wild side. If you take pride in where you travel, then you're ready for a P-Town adventure. I love that Provincetown is so welcoming to everyone and embraces diversity. Oh my God, there's so much to do. Art galleries, local shopping, beaches, bike trails, nightlife, whale watching, dune tours. And that's why I love Provincetown. It's queer, it's quirky, you can be yourself, and it's always a good time. If you've never been to P-Town, you have to plan a trip. And every time you visit, your experiences will never be the same. One of my favorite things is you can strut your stuff with your squad, solo or hand-in-hand with your, let's say, trick. For many of us, the definition of paradise is summertime in Provincetown. It's all about freedom, sunshine, and a chance to be ourselves. From Boston, hop on a fast ferry for 90 minutes. The ferries run from mid-May through mid-October. For more info, go to ptowntourism.com, the official guide to Provincetown. That's ptowntourism.com. Provincetown, we're gonna see you there.
Hey, I'm Matt Rogers from Las Culturistas. And I'm Bowen Yang. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of laundry and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wait, you've mentioned Miami a couple times. I wanted to ask, because Matt and I are going to Miami for New Year's, what is like the vibe now for when you guys go? Like, what what's on the docket? Is there one? Are you guys just like chilling for the most part? It's Miami. Like when no, it's no. us, when it's us and Janet at dinner, where are we going? Oh, um, <laughs> probably Carbone, but um, it's different. Like Miami changed a lot during the pandemic. The pandemic. It felt very Republican. Um, it felt very mm. Ivanka. Uh, it felt uh, very Jared. Mm. Um, and all their friends bought up Ugh. all of like the beach. Everyone in left New York during the pandemic overpaid, uh, you know, moved down. And the vibe is a little... Depending on where you go, the vibe is a little different. Um, I mean, they, they, they you, you can't say gay. Um, like, yeah. you can't teach history. Florida's Florida. gone. Like, you can't, like, it's a whole weird vibe. Um, but in terms of fun, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, people go to just kind of lose themselves. So mm-hmm. I hope you all lose your We'll be getting lost. There. Yeah, yeah, get a boat, get a, have a boat day. <laughs> Yes. Like, oh, that, that would be a good on the boat, one. Get those pictures on the yacht. Like, like it's a, like a small yacht. It's like a boat. Yeah. Like a little boat. Um, and we we also have a friend that's like a reservation queen. Yeah. So it's like we're covered on the reservations and stuff. So it's good to have always roll with someone in the crew that's like, he says his gay power is reservations. <laughs> you'll so, Because it's new, like New Year's is, it's a yeah. big holiday for us yeah. down there. So make sure you get yes. your rooms, your Airbnbs. Because it's. We're good. Yeah, we have to go to I don't think so, honey. And something you just said made me realize what I'm going to do. So this is I don't think so, honey. This is our one minute segment where we drag something in pop culture that needs to be absolutely fucking dragged. Oh. Bowen, I do have something. You, you'll watch us. And then I know you're going to have one, Gabrielle Union. OK, OK. So this is I don't think so, honey. Bowen, I'm ready to go. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so. Honey. His time starts now. 
I don't think so, honey, Ivanka being like, I'm actually stepping away from politics this Oof. time, bitch. We're already good on you. And don't even think about moving back to fucking New York. If you want to be shown every damn door in your face, stay down in Florida. So when we cut it off and let it float away, you can be on it. I can't stand <laughs> Ivanka Trump. There's not a single like bone in my body that's even close. And when I saw you make this statement, I was like, what is she trying to do now? Also, it's like, wh- who even needs to hear from you? I have not turned my head seconds. to this Trump announcement. Maybe I should because I guess we should quote unquote be prepared for whatever is happening but whatever Ivanka and Jared are thinking is going to happen now no the answer is no the answer is a capital N capital O we're done I don't think so honey Ivanka you're not going to become friends with Chelsea Clinton again I understand like it's been a quote unquote hard year but no no sympathy (laughs) for you Ivanka no sympathy for you Jared we're taking back the name Jared. I have people in my life that I love that are called Jared and I, I I'm taking it back. Ivanka, you can stay gone. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. Wow. Oh, Period. that was dense. She really tried something with that statement of, I will be stepping out of the political sphere and almost like this little hint of like, and you're welcome. And like hint, hint, maybe I don't support yeah, this. There, we, don't the we don't care. We don't care. What did they say that he made like what a 1.9 billion during his presidency? disgusting girl your hands are dirty okay so bow and yang this is your i don't think so honey and your time starts now i don't think so honey herbal cigarettes on film sets i saw gabrielle union smoke one in the movie the inspection and i went i know she is not enjoying that because they taste somehow worse than cigarettes and i get that there are laws in place and people do get bothered by the secondhand smoke but on a sensory level the herbal cigarettes are just worse and I don't even know if they're that even even that rough. much healthier for you. There's no like tar and like arsenic or anything, I guess. But also, thirty seconds. It just doesn't feel. It does not do the body good to even inhale a little vapor molecule of the stuff. It smells bad. It clings worse than glitter. Somehow it just stays on you seconds. for days and days. And I it clings worse than glitter. it clings worse than glitter. And not that many things <laughs> cling worse than glitter. I do not wish herbal Period. cigarettes on any actor, Five on seconds. any prop person, on anyone, <laughs> on any film set. I don't think so, honey. Herbal cigarettes in film. And that's one minute. You don't realize how harsh they are. I had to do it on I Love That For You when my character was smoking weed and it was the herbs and it is harsh. And I was chain smoking. Well, I have yes. an actual allergy to the chemicals that are exhaled in cigarette smoke. It literally oh. like fries my oh, respiratory no. system. So I'm immediately congested. I can't breathe. Like, and it gives me like bronchitis for like months at a time. So I try, definitely try to like stay away from cigarettes. I don't have like a philosophical opposition to like cigarettes, but like, just, you know, go over there. Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, Wait, so wait, what's the catchphrase? So you say, I don't think so, honey, the thing. And then if you can repeat the phrase, I don't think so, honey. I don't think so, honey. (laughs) Okay. And this is your time. It starts now. I don't think so, honey. You have food restrictions on Thanksgiving. Listen, there will be a turkey. There'll be a candied ham. I don't care that you can't have gluten or dairy or peanuts or whatever. Don't come into a black home talking about food restrictions or allergies or sensitivities. You're going to get all of these things and no one is going to care about whether or not your plate is full. Um, have the salad. Oh, Oh, the dressing has gluten. Who cares? 30 seconds. Who cares? We don't care. Let me tell you right now. We don't 
care about your food <laughs> restrictions, your dietary restrictions, things that you are just opposed to pork. Oh, the pork, <laughs> the pork industry. You know who doesn't care? All of us. All of us as we eat this candy. <laughs> exactly. um, so listen, thank you for coming. You tried it. Eat this candied ham. Um, Five. Bye. <laughs> and that's, that's one minute. minute. Incredible. It's called Tupperware. Fill it up with whatever you got. You can heat it up over there in the microwave. <laughs> yes. Or bring your own shit to Thanksgiving. I don't exactly. want to get a list of your your dietary restrictions. Because you know who's not paying attention? Are you getting that this year? Well, like, I'm technically gluten-free, dairy-free, but not on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Why would yeah. I even do that? Why would I be yeah. that asshole on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I'm like, oh, gluten is, oh, yeah, the, the inflammation. You know, what, you know who wants to hear about inflammation around the holidays? No one. No one cares about your <laughs> dietary <inflamed>. issues. <laughs> Listen, go Absolutely. shit it out in the bathroom like the rest of us. Yeah, period. It's, it's actually, it's a season for eating, but it's also a season for shitting. And Bowen, that's rule of culture number 55. It's a, it's season, a season for, for eating, eating. And it's also a and season And it's also a season for, for shitting. shitting. Abuse those probiotics, you guys. Abuse yes. That's what they're there for. Hundo And with that, I encourage everyone I know Bowen does to, to go see the inspection. Absolutely. It'll be out in wide release when this episode comes out. Gabrielle Union, I mean, this was such a pleasure. It was so nice to talk to you. This was a lot of fun, and we truly stand, as the kids say. Thank you no, so thank much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've had the best time. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> ah, you're the best. Bo, we'll catch up in a sec. Um, but all right, everybody. Oh, I see. She really had to go, Bo. So I was like, we. I don't think we can sing at her right now. I understand. Will get the woman is on a press tour for two projects, <laughs> and she is a champion for it. Truly, this is one is yeah. <laughs> as as you all know. This is the year where everyone, as a culture, understood that press tours are not so. <laughs> Like they're yeah. s- they're, they they're, they're relentless. They got it this year. Never had before. Well, no, I'm saying. <laughs> no, I mean, saying like, like I think in a post Gaga world, we understand press tours to be one thing. Like, oh, at least you get like these fun moments. But now, <laughs> post House of Gucci and post Don't Worry Darling, Don't worry, darling. Like, everyone's just like the glut of it is a lot. So anyway, all our sympathies. We need to do a movie called Press Tour. You and I need to do a movie called Press Tour. Oh my god, one hundred percent. That's actually really fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> wow 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 like a christopher guest style like well i guess that's that's for your consideration but we could we could find it we could find a tag we're gonna go do that now yeah we hope you all have a excellent excellent well let's just say day day and maybe night yeah and we end every episode Bo, with, with a, song. a song and it's christmas time have you yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be alive. I only know the words to my own fake Christmas songs now. <laughs> That's like streaming now. Streaming now. Please stream. Have you heard of Christmas? Okay, so for the Bo girls, Yang star turn. For my star turn, I love bathroom acting. It's my favorite. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Did you like acting with me in the bathroom? And did you catch my reference to Lady Gaga and A Star is Born when I screamed? Not only did I catch the reference, I saw you talk <laughs> to Darone, director Darone, iconic director, and say, well, this is the Star is Born moment. And so I was I was there. I witnessed the whole process of it. And I was so privileged. I, lo- I did think that day. I was like, oh, this is so fun. Like, I get to act alongside... Man, even you know what my favorite thing is when it's with someone you like 
the time in between setups, the time in between roles where you're just like two real the people, goofs. the goofs, but it's like you're two real people in this like fake environment. Yeah. But then the time just goes flying by when it's like you're with your best buddy. And I was like, this is fun. Honestly, I thought to myself, I need to get on the Matt Rogers, Bowen Yang projects that like are in my head because like this is like this is the reason for the season. It was the reason for the season, not just Christmas season, but every season with my girl. With my girl. Okay, so now let's close out again this episode. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Have yourself. Have yourself. Oh, merry little, little Christmas. Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. Rest is a standard. You can listen to any of the girls sing up the L cover to come on. Bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it! That's really it! And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) As a high school student. And you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like (laughs) Change.Dork. Change.Dork. And congratulations, you played yourself. Congratulations. You played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, What? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.